Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live at Metro by T-Mobile in South Salt Lake, 87 West, 3300 South. Come on by, grab some jazz gear. We've got the, the we've got shirts. Uh, we've even got a beanie left. We've got the desk ornaments that are all the rage. And plus great deals here at Metro by T-Mobile. We had a listener uh, just come in. Uh, this past break, Gordon, to talk to us about the, the Miles Garrett thing. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun to talk. We like chatting yeah. with, uh, we with do. our listeners. So we, we have had the opportunity to meet so many so many quality people. Not that I'm judging one way or the other, but they sure seem nice. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, seriously, we, we love meeting our And listeners. the feedback we get from them as far as their opinion versus our opinion is useful. That's all good. 87 West, 3300 South. Come on by and see us. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. Sam of The Athletic. We'll talk to him about what's going on, uh, not only with the Jazz, but across the entire NBA. How about Luka Doncic? Yeah. Oh, man, is he good. Are are there teams? (laughs) Why wouldn't you have picked that guy? it will, in fact, we'll ask Sam about uh, yeah. what Luca's doing. Let's uh, let's get to it. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, here's Frank Isola. On 97.5, it's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to the uh, zone phone. Joining us now from The Athletic, he's our good friend Sam Amick on The Big Show. Hi, Sam. How are you? Gentlemen, doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, we, uh, we're doing terrifically well. Uh, we were just talking about Luka Doncic. If you were one of those teams, uh, you know, Phoenix, Atlanta, Sacramento, I believe, that had a chance to, to get him in the draft and passed, how are you feeling today? <laughs> Not great. I mean, but this is, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know if I have recency bias. I feel like, guys, this is one of the most kind of, uh, when it comes to players making teams regret not taking him in their early career, I feel like this particular situation has more shelf life than most, meaning that, like, those teams, you know, felt queasy a lot of last season because of this. And then, you know, I think they would feel better at different times. I just wrote about Trey Young and how well he's played this season. And so there's there's moments when the Hawks, I think, forget that, you know, that even though Trey is actually making history for a guy who's 21, he's still not playing as well as Luka. And then the Kings, when Marvin Bagley was doing good things last year, you know, they, they you feel better for stretches. But right now, I mean, if you're Vladi Divac, Travis Schlank, and – and, and even to a lesser degree, Memphis, you know, they had the four pick. Um, I mean, this dude's just unbelievable. I mean, he's he's up there with Giants when it comes to the types of things he's doing. And, and it's got to be tough for those other teams to watch. Sam, I'm trying to decide whether I like the fact that it's in an exact science. You know, uh, this gives other teams an opportunity, not just the guys with the number one pick, in order to help their team out. So maybe a little mystery is good. No, I hear you. I mean, it's that is the the allure of the draft. Um, I mean, I've got a pretty intimate knowledge of 
how a lot of those different teams saw Luca at the time. And to be honest, I think I, I can never learn too much about how that particular situation went down because I feel like given the current trend and the, the way this is going in terms of how he's playing and and this whole subplot, we're going to be talking about this for 15 years probably. You know, it's going to be um, to varying degrees. I mean, you think about Greg Oden over Kevin Durant, um, you know, Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan, things like that. I mean, it's Luca's going to make people, you know, again, feel a, a little nauseous for a long time. You know, Jazz have uh, their two best players ever uh, came at number 16, number 13. I mean, you know, so uh, the, the folks no, here sure. like it. Yeah. Listen, even, even you know, I guess to to kind of play to the home crowd here, Donovan Mitchell is another good one where I've had pretty lengthy conversations with people from the Denver Nuggets about, you know, how Donovan could slash should be in their backcourt, you know, and they did that deal um, for Trey Lyles and and they had their reasons for it where they liked, you know, Gary Harris is still a, a major part of their core and Jamal Murray was the one who they were ready to give the ball to, but you know, it's, it's to Utah's benefit that a squad like Denver didn't do that. So, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you go back to the modern Ginobili, he's getting picked in the second round and, and guys like that. It, it isn't an exact science, which gets even more interesting because in 2000, you know, 1918, this era, the level of data and information surrounding these prospects is just at an unprecedented level, but that has not been able to cut through the mystery. Like that mystery remains. And Rudy Gobert wears number 27 for a reason. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Sam, maybe from the, from the athletic with us, 97.5 and 1280, the zone, Sam looking at the Lakers. And I think, you know, to say we're surprised by the Lakers would be a, a little bit of an overstatement. I think we all thought that they would be in the conversation in the West. How could they not be? But, you know, to be playing so well, uh, specifically defensively, the number one rated defense in the entire league, who deserves credit for how well this team's fitting together right away? Um, if I got to pick one guy, it's probably going to be good old LBJ. Um, LeBron has chosen to play defense again, and, and he can act like, you know, like he, like like it was a media narrative the past couple of years that he wasn't playing it. I mean, he wasn't playing it, and, and I I don't even need to judge him based on. I mean, you can say that at that age with that many miles. I mean we still overlook the, the wear and tear on his wheels. So I get it, like why he kind of slumped on that end the last couple of years, if not more, but he has chosen to play. But by, you know, by extension, I would say Frank Vogel, who I've actually talked to a decent amount about their defense this year. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's Frank's bread and butter. And so he came in and he told LeBron that he was going to need him on that end. And that sets the tone and then, you know, from there, it's just their size and their length that they have taken full advantage of. I mean, you, you, when you see them in person, and my best experience so far was I was in Phoenix last week when they beat the Suns. And as you guys know, in this day and age, it's pretty tough to get a press row seat on the floor. But I was sitting half court on the floor. I'll be honest, I felt like a kid again because the action was so close. It was a lot of fun just to see, you know, the, the, the way, you know, what guys say to each other and and everything that comes with it. But the size of the Lakers strikes you in a big way. I mean, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma's coming in as a quote-unquote wing. 
with the way he plays, I mean, he's a huge man. So their size and athleticism has helped them defensively. Uh, and Rajon Rondo, kind of widely known as one of the highest IQ guys in the league, uh, he gave me a, a huge you know, stamp of endorsement of Frank and his defensive mentality. And considering Rondo's credentials, you know, I take that that meant a lot to me. So I think it's probably a combination of, of those guys. And some of these teams, like the Lakers, are coming together quickly. We were probably going to talk with you every week about the Jazz's progress, uh, nine and five now. But it takes time for some teams to really get it together. And maybe this will. This is what makes the basketball season interesting because it is an evolution so that some of the contenders in the West will take some time. The Lakers, I mean, the uh, Clippers, now that they have Paul George back, well, that'll be interesting to watch and to move through this season and see where it all is when the, when the uh, games really count. No, for sure. I mean, that part has been fun so far. It's actually made it tricky and challenging from a coverage standpoint. And I keep saying this is like, because I, you know, we've been able in the media for five years now to just fixate on the Warriors in the West for the most part, and then maybe a little bit the Rockets. And no disrespect to the Jazz, but it was like they were on that second tier, and the Rockets were too. But the Warriors kind of ruled the basketball world in the West, and and you didn't do as much monitoring like you're talking about, Gordon, of these different teams. I'm having a hard time keeping up because I like feeling a pulse or taking a pulse on all of them and. Right now, you know, I mean, if you had, if I had to handicap, you know, a squad coming out of the West, it's probably going to be Lakers or Clippers. Um, but then Houston's turned it around. They started with a terrible defensive effort in the first five games, and it was just atrocious on that end. But you know, they're winning games and looking good. I'm kind of curious not to throw the ball back in your guys' court, but you know, you've got a great feel for the game, and you, you see the Jazz, and you see everybody else. In the West, I mean, you know, who's jumping out at you in terms of, I know it's super, super early, but if you were handicapping this thing, you know, who looks like they're for real? I think you hit the two with the Clippers and the Lakers, man. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and I guess that's that's kind of why I asked about the Lakers, because they haven't seemed to have those those speed bumps that the Jazz are, are going through. And they added a major piece in Anthony but Davis. But Sam so. brings up a great point, and it's that, that LeBron seems engaged again at both ends of the yeah. floor. And maybe a great player like that, Sam, just if he looks around and says, oh, this team just doesn't have it, he's not going to give it his all. I mean, that's, that's a oh, part of sure, the yeah. answer, isn't it? Uh, so, Speaking of which, we'll excuse me, did you guys see um, this video that kind of went viral with LeBron talking to Mark Davis, the official, about his defense the other day? I missed it. I missed it, too. I can't believe I did. Yeah, it's pretty good. Somebody, a fan sitting courtside had a video clip where LeBron's upset about a, a non-call or a call, I'm not sure. But he's talking to Mark, and he's being funny, but he's sending a message. And Mark's kind of on the sideline. You know, they're about to have an out-of-bounds play. And LeBron says, he's like, Mark, you know, I know you've been reading in the media, and you're probably believing that I haven't played defense the past couple of years. But but it's a new year, man. It's a new year. I'm I'm, I'm defending. Like he was joking, but it's just like he's not joking. Like this is a, a real thing. And my thing with them in general is they've got a chip on their shoulder. Um, it's the interesting. Like the comparison to the Jazz is interesting because I'm with you, Jake, in terms of both teams getting used to a new piece. Um, but I don't necessarily think that Utah has as much reason to have an edge or a chip on their shoulder at this point. Uh, than the Lakers do. LeBron has convinced that the entire world 
said that he was washed. Every social media post he puts up right now is, you know, hashtag washed king. Um, so agree or disagree, like that's the hill that he's dying on. AD had the worst PR season of his life last year, and I'm talking public relations. Um, and so now kind of wants to make the most of this opportunity. And then all the way down the line <clears throat> from there, Dwight Howard and his kind of renaissance, guys like Javel McGee trying to hang on and, and, and make a mark. So I feel like the makeup mentality-wise is, is leading to what the Lakers are doing right now. Sam Amick with us, uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Sam, we've spent uh, really the entire interview west. Let's let's look east for a second. Who, you know, we're seeing Miami at the top there. Boston is off to a, a, a better start than I thought. You know, Milwaukee and, and Philly are there as well. But who right now is for real out east as we compare them to these teams that we're talking about in the west? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, Boston jumps out. But then, you know, you see they played well last night, but they couldn't finish the job against the Clippers. Um, Kemba, in particular, has been a, a good fit, even though he's not playing at the highest level for him. But Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, kind of showing that, that all the – remember, it wasn't that long ago, 18 months, where, you know, all the buzz in the East was all about rising stars, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And they're kind of showing that there was a reason for that. And so, I mean, Boston definitely jumps out at you. I'm still a believer in Philly, even though they've been inconsistent. They're, you know, they're integrating their new piece in Al Horford and, and the size that they bring is, is legit. Um, Miami's fun to watch. I don't put them on the same tier. But, you know, shameless promotion at the Athletic. My guy, uh, Michael Lee, uh, had a great interview with Jimmy Butler this week um, the, where he kind of broke down the West and, and actually had a, a really good piece with Joel Embiid as well. So, um I don't have the standings in front of me. I feel like I'm leaving a big boy out. I mean, Toronto's look good. Pascal Siakam yeah. looking like an MVP candidate, which is not something that we, you know, I, I did think he was a max player and deserving of that contract. I did not expect the kind of jump that we've seen so far. Sam, are you believing these reports that uh, Kyrie uh, has problems there in Brooklyn? What did I miss on the latest? This is not. Uh, this is uh, fresh just for me, Gordon. That he's an unhappy. Uh, that he's an unhappy presence. Let me put it that way. Well, I mean, I saw for sure the story that Jackie McMullen did. Yeah, yeah. Recently at ESPN. I mean, as a writer, I know this sounds like you know. Let me pull out my violin. It's challenging sometimes when like you write a comprehensive analysis in a, in a piece about a situation like she did. Um, but the most, the sexiest part is going to get pulled out and aggregated and, and turned into a new headline. And so, like, you know, that entire story, I thought, painted a, a really interesting picture. But, yeah, the thing, I mean, the thing with Kyrie is that this is not a new trend. He is universally known as being a moody guy. I mean, I have two reactions. For one, there's this defensive part of me that kind of says, listen, we're all moody in, in life in general every once in a while. So I think the microscope tends to... It just illuminates it, and it ends up being a little tough for these guys to deal with. But I've also, you know, I've covered international tournaments. Um, trying to think if this, yet yeah, it was in the Olympics with Kyrie, and you know, and been with him day after day, and I've seen it firsthand. Like he can be a nice guy, and then the next day he's blowing off media and almost has this kind of vibe about him, like he thinks it's funny that he's making our job harder than it has to be. So, you know, that's it's it's funny to me that. He and Kevin Durant are so close and that they decided to go down that road because the two guys who are known as the moodiest in the league among the stars 
are probably those two guys. I mean, even more so than like LeBron can be a lot, but he's a pretty steady, you know, presence in, in every, you know, my experience. But Kyrie and Kevin are the two guys you, you consistently hear that when it comes to forget basketball, just the work life experience, like you come to the office and that person uh, is lighting the room up one day and then, you know, taking it down in a negative way uh, the next. It's a little hard to, to kind of deal with. Well, I tell you, Jake's that way a lot. I have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> okay come I put on that on the T for you, didn't I, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, you I put sure that did. on the T for you. <laughs> well, Sam, thank you as always for jumping on with us. We always look forward to it. You got it, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Sam. Sam Amick of The Athletic. Just kidding. Hmm. Hmm. We're taking shots on me, and the day after I lost a dear friend, my car died. <laughs> now, Jake, you're about as steady as they come. I appreciate that, Gordon. Yeah. Except if my transition goes out in the middle of a gas station parking lot, then I need then I need a little help. Yeah, that's uh, that's sad. Are you going to have a little uh, ceremony for your car? I you? feel like I should. <laughs> Uh, a a death dedication for your car? <laughs> Some people name their cars, you know. They really get close to them. And, uh. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to, and, and you and Austin both will, will understand what I mean no. by this. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm really not looking forward to cleaning it out. I got a lot of crap in there. Why are you going to clean it out if it's just going to be melted down to a, a iPhone? No, or no. I mean, I've got clothes in there. Well, you got to understand, I mean, Austin. Uh, Jake's car. I, I swear. I mean, it looked like a deli counter for a while. I don't know. You had food in there for the past month. I got. Uh, uh, did you have a refrigerator in there or something? I mean, your car looked like you were living in it. I've got. I got a lot of stuff in there that I got to go. I got to go through. He yeah. had. He had like magazines and newspapers from about a. Five months ago, I, probably my tax information. I mean, I, I mean, I've got I got a lot of stuff I got to go through now before I, uh, I get rid of that car. So mm. terrific! All right, dozens of pairs of sunglasses. It, it does. It did look like a bomb went off in a laundry basket. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. I got to clean it out now, which is just terrific. All right, we're you live had here. Magpies nesting in there, didn't you? They, that might have happened. We're live here at Metro by T-Mobile. We're here in South Salt Lake, 87 West, 3300 South. Come on by and see us. They've got their holiday sales going. Uh, Right now, when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile, you can choose two free phones from top brands like Samsung and LG. They've got huge screens to watch all your holiday entertainment, Uh, great cameras, tons of memory. Plus, they're also gifting you a brand-new tablet that is free just for switching to Metro by T-Mobile. It also comes with a free Amazon Prime membership, Gordon. So celebrate the uh, holiday season with the best deal in wireless from Metro, all for just $100 for three lines, Gordon. Three. Sounds good. Right here at Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. Uh, our uh, friend Jose has gotten pizza. If you're hungry, come grab some pizza. We've got soda. We've still got jazz gear to give away. Get down here and see us, 87 West, 3300 South. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Kalani Satake. He's got the contract extension. It's been a story all season long, PK. And as soon as they hit bowl eligibility, there it is for him. He brings something to the table that nobody else brought. Lavelle didn't bring it. Croton didn't bring it. Bronco didn't bring it. Kalani could sell the BYU experience because he lived it. And they need that. They need that more than ever. And they need this genuine dude. He has the toughest job of any BYU coach since Lavelle Edwards built it in the early 70s. This was the right move. He's your guy. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. By the way, band of the day today is Metallica, selected by uh, Jose here at Metro by T-Mobile. Uh, and it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, also want to remind you about our friends at uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic. They'll be hanging out with Hanson Scotty tomorrow from noon to 3. Andrew Reinhardt will be in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. That's Wasatch Medical Clinic. I mentioned we're live at Metro by T-Mobile here in South Salt Lake, 87 West, 3300 South. Come by, grab a jazz shirt while we still have some. We've had a lot of listeners come by already. Boy, we Um, have, haven't we? Jose has busted out the pizza. He's got the soda as well, so we'll get you fed. And, of course, the, the holiday deals here at Metro by T-Mobile are just awesome. So get yourself taken care of. I just had a piece of pizza. How'd it go? Pepperoni. Go down all right? Oh, so far so good. Man, isn't <laughs> pizza one of those those foods that just always sounds good, right? It's I mean, true. when does it not? When does pizza yeah. not sound good? Yeah. I'll even fire down a slice for breakfast, man. It's the, Right the out pizza. of the fridge? Yeah, right. Why not? Now, do you heat it or do you eat it cold? I can go either way. Uh, depending upon your mood, right? And how do you usually? I'll usually opt? heat it, even in the morning. Really? You? Right. Uh, I like myself some heated pizza. Mm. Indeed, hot pizza. So Whatever. anyway, we've got some uh, we've got some pizza for you. So uh, drop on by and see us. Big thanks to uh, Sam Amick who jumped on with us. Uh, in the last segment, talk a little NBA basketball. And, you know, we were just talking to, to Jose during the break, talking a, a little hoop. Jose, he's, big, a, he's uh, a LeBron guy. A big basketball fan, a big a big LeBron guy. And what, what Sam said is maybe um, the wild card that we underappreciated going into this NBA season. What if LeBron is motivated? Uh-huh. You know, how big of an impact will that make? Because right now we're seeing – the Lakers be the best team in the league, the best defensive team in the league, and LeBron's playing. He's got. He's. I, I don't know if you want to call it a second wind or whatever, but he he's playing um, better than he's played in the past couple of years. I'll agree on both sides of the ball. And so, you know, think about it. It's just a part of being human, isn't it? That when you look around and you see that your team has potential to do something special, don't you give it a little extra effort yourself? Well, this is LeBron after all, so here's what I think his motivation is. <laughs> okay. Wow, people haven't been talking about me for ten minutes. <laughs> so, geez, I better I better be motivated to go kick some butt so I can uh, get people back talking about what really matters around here, and that's me. this guy. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Whatever you got to do to motivate yourself, LeBron, you know, get out there and make it happen. But it makes the Lakers just awesome. And and we were talking about how big that they are as a team, and they're figuring out ways around some of their deficiencies. Like three point shooting is still not a strength of theirs, but they're they're figuring it out. And and a motivated LeBron might be might be dangerous for the rest of the West. How do you think the rest of the guys feel who got shipped out? Uh, in order for the Lakers to become what they are now, how do they feel about this? Uh, probably not terrific, <laughs> I guess. But I mean, I was just tossed aside, and and LeBron wasn't really caring all that about me slash him, mostly him. In all honesty, for those guys, it's probably better that they're not with the Lakers. Those developing guys that. I mean, like like Brandon Ingram still has the opportunity to develop into a heck of a player, right? Would he get the opportunity he needs with the Lakers as currently constituted? And Lonzo Ball, he needs to figure out how to get himself better before he <laughs> complains complains about pretty much anything. So, and we'll get a look at the the Pelicans when they're in town uh, coming up tomorrow night, or uh, excuse me, Saturday night. We've got yes. the Warriors tomorrow night, and then the uh, the Pelicans on Saturday night. And so. we'll see the uh, remains. Of the Warriors, but Danny Green's kind of a glue guy for that Laker team. Kind of makes it makes it all fit uh, together. Dwight Howard's having a resurgence somehow, which uh, the irony of him being in Los Angeles and having a resurgence is not lost on anyone. I don't think uh, the 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 you sneak thing, up behind him and just say the way the name Kobe. <laughs> he and Kobe had a moment the other day. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, where. <laughs> I don't know uh, if they need to bury the hatchet or whatnot, but if you had to, to redo your predictions, uh, would you stick with the Clippers coming out of the West? Well, I had Clippers number one and the Lakers number two. Um, I had Clippers won the Jazz two. And then the Lakers. And then the Lakers. I remember. Well, it's, it's early on. We'll see how it all turns out. That's what we were talking about with Sam. How is it, will it all work out in the end? Uh, right now it's going well. For the Lakers, and it's easy to talk about the Lakers because they have those two great players. But I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I'm not convinced that it's going to be all rosy for the Lakers later on. And then we're uh, the other big NBA thing. We didn't talk to Sam about this that I'm keeping my eye on is how the Harden-Russell Westbrook thing is going. You realize that Harden's averaging 38.4 points per game. Pretty hard to argue with his offensive prowess, isn't it? And for those of us that wondered who would take the back seat there, that that answer is pretty much obvious. <laughs> uh, Russell Westbrook. See, here's I wonder, I wonder how that this eventually goes because it's all fun and games now, right? It's all fresh. It's the honeymoon period. But Russell Westbrook is a guy that basically told his own teammates that if they got an easy rebound when he was around, he'd have them cut. <laughs> because averaging a triple-double was really, really important to him. And right now, Russell Westbrook, 21.8 uh, points per game, uh, 7.9 rebounds per game, 6.9 assists per game. Now, that's not bad, but it's not averaging a triple-double. I no. wonder how that's going over with our boy Russ. Uh, knowing him the way we do, not well. Well, right now it's fine. Well, is it? It, it would appear. They're, they're, I mean, they're saying the right things. By the way, uh, James Harden's usage rate, 40.2. Wow. That's just a wild number right there. Does and, he get tired? Does he have load management stuff? Uh, why would you get tired when you spend that much time at the line? 
I mean, his free throws, uh, let, let me get to his free throws. He's a t- attempting, and this is why I hate watching the Rockets, and I'm using the word hate here, watching the Rockets. He goes to the line 14.2 times wow. per game, which is a historic rate, by the way. Wow. And how many of them does he make? It? Do you have that? Uh, let's see here. I do. 12.4. He's shooting 87.3% from the line. I saw a thing recently that said that uh, that the Rockets – are the team that has replaced the Lakers as the Jazz's uh, or Jazz fans' number one point of uh, their arch enemy uh, dis- despising? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would believe that. Well, given recent history, even going back to the the Booz uh, Williams era, there was some heated playoff series yeah, between those teams. Yeah, I've been to Houston many times to watch. Remember Jazz when uh, Rockets playoff games? Remember when T Mac kept calling Darren Williams Duran? Yes, that oh, Duran Williams is pretty good. Was that what he was calling him? Okay. I thought that. I thought All that right. was T Mac, wasn't it? T Mac acting like he didn't. He didn't even... know him. <laughs> Duran Williams over there. He's a cute little player. <laughs> cute little player. Yeah, very condescending. Oh, but the Rockets are totally easy to hate. I think uh, I think Harden might be if you were going to single out a player that that would be the guy. I just don't like watching him play. I mean, he's great. Hey, you know, credit where it's due. He's averaging thirty eight point four points per game, but doesn't mean I have to like watching him play. The flailing around, the uh, using of the arms to to draw those fouls of which you were speaking earlier, right down to the beard, which I think just looks itchy. It makes me want to, like, scratch my own face just watching him play. Itchy. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Don't you feel like you just need to scratch your chin when you watch James Harden play basketball? It just looks It looks uncomfortable. And then he swings it around, too. Hey, man, but when you've got something to, to – it's called branding, Gordon. You know, that beard I, is recognizable around the I, world. I don't think I've ever really been on the court doing battle with a guy with a big beard like that. It, does it uh, Does it perspire on you? And by you, I mean you, the opponent. Like drip? Yeah. Could you, like, wring it out on your <laughs> opponent when he's not looking? It doesn't. I, I, I'm, I don't it know. looks like it would. I don't want to know. I mean the be- no, no, the, 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 I mean the beard the beard is fine but the the big beard the big big beard well it's all fine I mean you can wear whatever facial hair you want I'm not going to judge but it does look scratchy to me All right and and yeah it does look like you could probably wring it out but that's just gross right I'm having the I'm having the uh, I'm trying to look back who is the player for the Warriors that I'm momentarily uh, not coming up with his name right now? Chris Gatling. No, no, no. The player back in the day. Oh, come on. This is crazy. Not, not I mean, just Bimbo Coles. <laughs> Mitch Richmond. No, come on. Who is it? I mean, maybe 10 years ago. Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Thank you. you. Yeah. Remember, what, you uh, tell I mean, me, oh, who's the player for the Warriors, you know, used to play for him? What kind of clue is that? I don't know. With a beard? Come on. They called him the beard. He dunked on AK that one time. He did. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. He did. Mm-hmm. That was a fun still, playoff series. Yeah, it was. You still remember what? 
uh, a certain coach, head coach there, who, uh, as I walked by the uh, the facility for their practices and whatnot, he was out there. Some the whole coaching staff was out there smoking stogies. Don Nelson, right? <laughs> Don Nelson was the only. Whatever happened to Don Nelson? Don Senior, not Donnie. Don Senior. I believe he lives on a pot farm in Hawaii. No, but no, I mean, no, Don, his son. Oh, Donnie, he still yeah. works for Dallas, doesn't he? He's Is he still, still there? I think he's still the GM for the Mavericks, right? Okay. All right. Don Senior was the only coach. I was covering a lot of visiting locker rooms back then. He was the only coach that would always come out to do his postgame comments with a beer. <laughs> he always had a beer in his hand. It's like, well, you know, just got to unwind after the game. Most coaches wait until after their media obligations, but not our boy Don. When he was coaching uh, down in Dallas, didn't he, wasn't, wasn't it under his sort of supervision where he had – like uh, a committee of assistants that went on for, I mean, like 20, 25. Oh, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me, though. I mean, that's not uncommon these days. But back in the day, it was it was uh, sort of a new, a new direction. We're here at Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. It's certainly the trend now. I mean, we see it with the Jazz. They've got a lot of assistants yeah. these days. In fact, you, I mean, a lot of fans... Can they name them all? Because when when Jerry was coaching, I mean, there was Jerry and Phil, right? And then there was Gordy. uh, Gordy, yeah. And then, you know, Kenny Nat, and there was kind of a a couple of different people. But it was, that's it. Yeah, that's not the way things are anymore. Nope, not anymore. Well, that's part of the sales pitch to get uh, players into the franchise. We're going to give you one-on-one coaching. You're going to have basically your own assistant coach. And I, I know that each assistant has... A couple, three different players that they work with. But, I mean, you know, personal one-on-one attention is a big deal in the NBA these days. And uh, it's hard to argue with uh, when you see the improvement of some of the some of the players, for instance, that have uh, with the Jazz who have been able to uh, have an impact. All right, come see us. Metro by T-Mobile, 3300 South, 87 West. Still have some Jazz gear for you. Great deals going on as well. Uh, we've got pizza. We've got soda. We've got Gordon Monson. We've got every reason to come down and see us. And uh, coming up, we have uh, the Not Sports Report. Mm-hmm. Then David Locke at 5, Josh Parcell at 530, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Joining us now to talk a little college football from CBS, the very undefeated and admired Brian Jones. <laughs> Where do you rank Huntley on the list of great quarterbacks this year in the country. He's right there in the top five, if not top two or three. That Washington game really proved a lot to me. One, he's tough, he's accurate, and the guy can lead a football team even when he's not 100%. So everyone's starting to take notice of him. There's no doubting his ability on the field, and he's definitely one of the top five quarterbacks in the game right now. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
97.5 and 12 the zone live from Metro by T-Mobile here in South Salt Lake. Come see us 87 West, 3300 South. David Locke joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, it is time for the Not Sports Report. We do it every day at this time. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Venezuela. Okay. But before we get there, Jake, let me ask you a question. And all of our listeners, has this thought ever crossed your mind? You know, in this day and age, we live where there are security cameras everywhere. It seems that way, yeah. Have you ever forgotten that and, like, done anything? Like, picked my nose or something? Yeah. (laughs) I think we all have. No, have you ever done anything in public? Or not necessarily in public, but when you thought you were alone, but you looked around and thought, I better be careful because there's big brother is watching well if you're not talking about picking your nose what are you talking about okay well let me ask you no, this. i never shipped have... somebody and then looked around and thought oh there's a security camera there <laughs> have you ever maybe i shouldn't boost this car what are you talking I don't know. about have you ever say been in a in a bathroom and wondered whether the eye in the sky was on you no what are you what getting the... at just get to the story i'm so uncomfortable what are you all right, all right. If you're, do you go you're, into many bathrooms with security cameras? I don't know. Are there security cameras in the bathroom? I don't think so. That would be illegal. Yeah, that would be. Is illegal. it illegal? That's a well, felony. Certainly in the stalls. Yeah. For uh, so, so for say a store to have a camera observing what's going on in the bathroom. Let's get to the point. Okay. Now this is in Venezuela. Where there's political unrest, as you may have I heard. do know. What? But but a a woman in a store, apparently she stole a bunch of pairs of jeans. But she stole, how did she steal them, you were probably wondering? She, she put them on one at a time and walked out of the store with eight pairs of jeans on. Eight! Eight pairs of jeans. So how was she caught, you say? She went into a bathroom and took each one of the pairs off. But somehow she was filmed doing so. I don't know how. I don't know what. All I saw, I saw the video of her taking off her eight pairs of jeans. In the stall? In the bathroom. She wasn't in a stall proper, but she was in a bathroom. So... Uh, one, the story is remarkable because she put on eight, eight pairs of jeans. Eight pair. I mean, how many sizes would that would? You, <laughs> how many sizes would you be if you had? I guess there's those real stretchy jeans these days. How right? do you pick these stories? What I is just that saw particular, it here. What first of all, caught my eyes that she stole eight pairs of jeans, and then I saw that she was caught because she was seen on film taking off the eight pairs of jeans in a bathroom. But who is look at who's got the camera going in the bathroom? Think about next time that you go into a bathroom doing something. That you might be being filmed. <laughs> this is a new low. <laughs> new low? What? Have you never thought about that? This is a new you, low. You have never thought about that. Well, first of all, in a, in a bathroom, as long as they're not in the stall, I don't care who's watching me wash my hands. Uh, all right. I don't know. 
I don't know what anybody does in there. I'm not saying one way or the other, but sometimes people might think they're in private and they might be in public. That's all. Well, answer your own question, Gordon. Have you ever been doing anything and you thought, wait, I might be on camera? Uh, I probably. I mean, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind right now, I mean, but the thought has crossed my mind because cameras are everywhere. Right? Including the Venezuelan uh, restroom. <laughs> Come on. You see, when I when I give you these stories, and they are a gift, you know, that are just absurd, eight pairs of jeans on, and then she's filmed in a bathroom, and that's how she found out? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Austin. Uh, okay, you, you, guys, you, you guys are no fun. Of our all list, thank goodness our listeners are fun because they're all out there going, wow. Jake, wait pairs. till you hear how many pairs of socks a guy in uh, Florida had on tomorrow. <laughs> socks, Jake. More than one. <laughs> These are jeans. That's more substantial. Out of all of the interesting things happening in the world, you settled on no, no, shoplifter. This, this is... Busted by bathroom. And tune in next week for Fedora Weekly here on the big show. (laughs) See, what you guys lack is a good sense of what's newsworthy. We're the ones who lack that. You you lack that. And that's why you ridicule these these just these these wild and weird and crazy stories I come up with. This isn't wild, weird, or crazy. Eight pairs of jeans on? Oh, Gordon, that's wild. I think that Eight is pair. That, that's extraordinary. That is, wild. that is the very definition of news is that which is extraordinary. <laughs> and then the, what about the camera in the bathroom? Oh. <clears throat> uh, somebody I, says I, uh, somebody makes a good point here actually. I didn't even think about this when what? I asked your your you this question. Uh-huh. Uh big thanks to uh a tweeter who says didn't uh, Gordon steal clothes in a similar fashion? Wow, that's <laughs> oh. true. And you also did not know that you were on camera. <laughs> that is a great point. I didn't that even a great I point. didn't even put them on. I just put them over my my arm and carried them out. Didn't know that they had a camera that well, was... I didn't care. I mean, I was doing them a favor. It was you all... You were doing them a favor. It was all butt-ugly promotional gear. It was it was good-looking golf gear because the promotional stuff hadn't been put on it yet. And you just thought that somebody was giving you $300 worth of clothing. Like, sure, I'll take it off your hands. Said person looked at me through the window, pointed at the gear, and pointed at me. Because he wanted you to look at it to see what you liked so he could put the station logo on it. Not, hey, please take this. How, does that happen to you a lot in your life? I was doing him a favor. I didn't even want it. I was going to give it away. Coming up next, David Locke joins the show. We're live in Metro by T-Mobile. Did you happen to see some? 87 West. Lottery? 3300 South. Come by and see us. They have their holiday deals going on right now. Take advantage of it. Uh, Switch to Metro by T-Mobile, and you can choose two free phones from top brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, they're going to throw in a brand-new tablet. Uh, All sorts of great reasons to come here. Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. More big show next coming up next. Next time you go into a bathroom, you be wary about those cameras because they're out there. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.